as a nation and, and we suffer, you know, and we see what's happening to us, you know, from a health standpoint. And, and it, it's, so, it's so critical for all of us to, is to, you know, just take a moment. We decided to pull the plug for at least the next two weeks and get us through the rest of, the rest of March. And we welcome you now to the Run the Race podcast. At it is uh, mid March right now, and as you well know, the coronavirus or COVID nineteen has really taken over the entire world. Uh, we are in uncharted territory with so much uh, shut down, really across the United States uh, from. Uh, uh, businesses and restaurants and schools. Uh, I've got two teenagers at home now, homeschooling, so I get to uh, know what that's like. Uh, but uh, it's a lot more family time together. But uh, all of our lives have really been uprooted, and and for good reason, because this is about people's health. It's much more important than uh, all the others other things are going on. But it's definitely uh, crippling our economy, and and so we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about COVID nineteen today. Again, I'm your host Jason Dennis, a local TV news anchor who talks on. A weekly basis about fitness and faith. So we're going to talk about those two things and how they've been impacted by the coronavirus. I actually have two guests on today uh, with kind of mini interviews. One is a uh, gym manager who uh, just shut down his gym, but at least for a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about that and some alternatives to workouts that you can do and and uh, what you can do in this new uh, um world where we can't go to the gym and can't run in groups of 50 or 100. A lot of races canceled, including mine that's supposed to be coming up in April, the Big Sur Marathon in California. We're going to talk a little later about what you can do in light of uh, that and staying uh, healthy and fit uh, when it comes to your mental health as well, along with your physical health. We also have a special guest, Daryl Strawberry, four-time World Series champion, eight-time All-Star. You probably know him well if you're a sports fan and followed Major League Baseball at all, one of the best baseball players that I saw growing up. We're talking to him about uh, the impact of COVID-19 on the sports world, but also about uh, him beating cancer. And because since this is uh, so focused on uh, our health, uh, he talks about the importance of that as he is a colorectal cancer survivor. We will hear from both of them in just a few minutes here on the Run the Race podcast. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about the two issues that we deal with every week, fitness and faith. First, uh, the fitness aspect of it. Of it. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it on social media in terms of uh, what can I do, how can I do it. Stay resilient. Exercise helps. Yes, the gyms are closed. There's social distancing, but you got to get creative, really think outside of the box. Personal trainers posting workouts on Facebook, on YouTube, CrossFit deprivation. I had Elliot Quinones on a few weeks ago on this podcast. They have a free Zoom workout Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. It's kind of a mindset nutrition workout event they have. Big big box gyms, some of them um, are staying open, at least for now, because they're more spread out and you're not around um, you know, a lot of people at one time. Max Fitness, they're limiting their group fitness classes to just 10 people. So that's some changes when it comes to that. Obviously, a lot of races have been canceled, including the Boston Marathon. That's actually being postponed along with Big Sur, which is a big international marathon in California that I was set to run, but that will probably happen in September or October. So, uh, you know, don't fret if your event uh, whether it be you know, endurance race or something else coming up that you were looking forward to, don't fret if it's been canceled because you know uh, I've got an update for you. Running has not been canceled. You can still go out and run, clear your mind, 
uh, even do some virtual things. The joy of running has not been canceled. Um, Columbus Roadrunners, a group here in Georgia, they say exercise actually boosts your immune system during this time of uncertainty. So, But you also need to avoid those long, um, intense runs in terms of maybe heavy speed workouts or the 15 miles or over long runs as that depletes the stores of glycogen and makes your immune system not function as normal. So we, you know, we all have to make strides to flatten this curve and make sure that uh, we don't have an out-of-control, uh, crazy um, pandemic worse than it is now across the United States. Again, this is a new territory for all of us. But in the midst of all this, we really have to focus on peace and prayer over the panic. As it says in John 14, 27, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We can still have church outside the four walls. Um, you got to keep your mind positive. Uh, and uh, one of the pastors I know here in town, I've had him on the podcast a few months ago, Pastor Quinn Harden, it says, when your situation is out of control, God is still in control. That'll definitely preach. And I wanted to kind of give you a sneak peek, let you listen in on my pastor, Jay Bailey, at Solid Rock Church in the Columbus, Georgia area. As, um, you know, this past Sunday, we had church with about two or 300 people. This was before they kind of came out with the new CDC guidelines of be, don't be around people of 50 or more. And then, then President Trump says, don't be around people of 10 or more. Well, before that, we had church on Sunday. We figured it might be our last chance to be all together. And I, I videoed some of what he said, kind of the, the pre-talk before his sermon, his sermon called Peace in the Pandemic. He uh, showed us how to do the L bumps, how important that was, instead of maybe the handshakes or hugs, and talked about uh, hygiene and some church changes. So take a listen to uh, a little snippet of what Pastor Jay Bailey told us. It just seems that these are very unusual times. But this is not a movie. This is our reality. But not only is it our reality, Solid Rock, it is a blessed opportunity for us. It is a moment for which the church is prepared. It's a moment for which this church is to be the prophetic voice to our community and our culture. Every one of us can rest in the goodness and the faithfulness of our Heavenly Father. This pandemic has not caught the Lord off guard, nor has it dislodged him from his throne. We must fasten our faith and trust in his love for each and every one of us. However, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6 enjoins us and challenges us to use wisdom. There are some things that we are doing right now in our present reality. I want you to know that we have placed hand sanitizers in the front entrances of our church and on the side entrances. I want to encourage you, please make use of that. Secondly, we have a group of people right now who are going through this sanctuary, they did it in, through this facilities, they did it in the first service, and that they're sanitizing the tables, the door handles, the bathrooms. Southern Rock is going to continue to be a loving church. He and Solid Rock Church, as many churches have, decided to go all online for the foreseeable future. This may last several weeks or maybe several months. And so uh, it's something that's it's the new normal we have to deal with. We can still have church gathered around with our family at home, uh, watching it on our phone, on our TV, on our computer screen, and still have that church. It's great to have the technology to be able to do that. 
And you know what? We're going to pray with you and pray for you. So even though we may be separated by space and distance, we're not separated in spirit or in technology. Something else that's uh, kind of been canceled, uh, a lot of sports. Um, you know, it's, it's, I guess we can call it March Sadness because one of my favorite sporting events um, is March Madness, the NCAA tournament. In fact, a lot of NCAA championships for the next few months have been just outright canceled. Spring training is gone for Major League Baseball. The Kentucky Derby and the Masters, they've been postponed. You've got seven NBA players so far infected. So a lot of different things have happened. And I want you to listen in on uh, my conversation with Daryl Strawberry, uh, former Major League All-Star and baseball legend with the Mets and the Yankees. I talked to him about that and about cancer. But before we get to his conversation, I want you to listen in to uh, uh, my talk for about five or ten minutes with uh, Buddy Dutois, who is a regional manager for uh, three locations of Orange Theory Fitness in Columbus, Peachtree City, and Cummings, so kind of the Atlanta area, also a local churchgoer. So we talk a little bit about um, how COVID-19 coronavirus is impacting fitness and faith. So listen in to both of my interviews back-to-back. All right, Buddy Dutois joining us now. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate the invitation. Well, first of all, you know, we're talking about coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 impacting uh, gyms really all over the nation because, um, you know, a lot are closing, including yours. Tell me about the decision by Orange Theory Fitness. Okay. Um, as this, as the details were coming, uh, we've always stressed the cleaning. We have plenty of gym wipes. We have our coaches clean twice a day, and then we have outside professional cleaners coming in a couple of times a week. So in, in general, in the fitness industry, your cleanliness is going to be a big part of it. But as this continued to grow, we got to the point where as they were coming in, we were handing them a wipe to, to wipe down before, even though they were wiped down after. Because I think that just mentally, I think that makes you feel better when you come in and do it. And, um, and again, gym wipes are cheap compared to health. So we need to make sure that we do that kind of thing. Um, but with, with all the stuff that continued to come out... Um, we decided to pull the plug for at least the next two weeks and get us through the rest of, the rest of March and then look at look at April as a hopeful opportunity to start back, but we really won't know until we get a little bit closer. And this is uncharted territory for us really all over the U.S., but uh, is this something that was a, was a difficult decision by the studios, by the gym and company? Uh, again, when, the, when corporate did it, they, they mandated that for all corporate studios, and they left it up to the individual franchisees if they wanted to do that with their own. Um, but it, it seems to make the most sense. I think it's the most responsible thing to do, and, and it was tough um, because there is an economic impact. But, but again, we, we talk about health and it's time sometimes to put our money where our mouth is. And if we're really genuinely interested in people's health, we'll shut down at this point And hopefully we can, we can at least put a, put a, a curb on, on the increase of these cases. So, and you know, some people, you know, they, this is their ritual. They go to the gym, um, you know, uh, four or five times a week and they go the same time perhaps. And they go get involved in that the class with uh, the, the instructor they like at Orange Theory Fitness. So what do you tell them now in terms of, you know, they can't go for at least two weeks, maybe could be months. You know? Right, right. So um, Friday we are going to release at-home workouts. Um, again, we have a team in Boca Raton that actually puts these workouts together. We have a therapist, we have exercise scientists, we have a cardiologist. So this team of professionals puts together the workout, and it doesn't matter what Orange Theory studio you're in, 
1,300 worldwide. Everybody does the same workout each day. So so you know what you're doing. Um, and so they'll release those at-home workouts. And what we'll do is our coaches will actually either Instagram or Facebook live those classes, what would have been their normal class time. And so you can you can tune in through Instagram or Facebook, and you can see the coaches delivering the product. And even though you're not in the studio, there's, there's still that, that energy. You still have that same coach, that same – that same ability to connect at the time that would have worked for you. And I get the ritual part. I'm very regimented and written, um, ritualistic as far as getting up in my quiet time and my run time. And so, so that's important. And um, I think for, for families it's important as well. I think it keeps everybody a little bit on more even keel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the reaction from uh, your customers, uh, members so far, as it, because I know, you know, it's, it's frustrating because this is inconvenient, but – I guess necessary in some ways. It is, and it's I, the only thing I can think of in my lifetime that kind of reminds me of it. If I go back to nine eleven, people just behave differently. Like you weren't as irritated standing in line. If somebody told you something that you didn't want to hear, you accepted it as a human being should. And now, that's just how people are. It's like you know what? We understand. We're not. We're not mad. We're not frustrated. Nobody even when we froze memberships, nobody said. Well, I just I just paid and I got eight classes left or I got 17. It doesn't matter. They'll all be there when you get back and, and we're here for you. But at the end of the day, we need to do what's right to just be responsible. Yeah. And we were you know uh, talking before we uh, started the podcast about um, how folks may be getting stir crazy or, or they will in the near future with students at home because school's out. People are maybe out of a job or not working as much right now. So um, how important is getting outside, fresh air, walk, run, um, doing stuff like that, fitness-wise, for your mental health during all this stressful time? A hundred percent, I believe it's absolutely important. I think, and maybe Tony Robbins that said this, but but positive motion comes from motion. Positive emotion comes from motion. Like you have to get out and move. Um, and there's there's norm, numerous studies about the benefits of sunshine. Obviously, the exercise. Get out and run. Um, and even even for people that are that are for lack of a better term, a slave to their technology. They need those reports. they got to have their workout summaries. Wear your heart rate monitor. Carry your iPhone with you. And when you get done, you'll still get the same report you would have gotten if you'd done an in-studio workout. You'll know the calories burned. You'll know how many minutes you spend in each heart rate zone. You'll have that ability. to. You can still manage and track your workouts. So yeah. it's doable. Now, some gyms, and I know you've worked for different gyms in the past as a personal trainer and and now as a regional manager, um, some gyms are still staying open. So I guess it's just a decision on the individual company or maybe based on how they do things at the gym in terms of maybe group fitness versus just being on a treadmill by yourself. Yeah, yeah certainly um, with Orange Theory, just the proximity. The studios were not, were not big box gyms. So there may be different different considerations in a big box gym and um, – you know, the cleanliness has always been a big thing as well. In a big box gym, you, you have those wipes available, but it's not a requirement. And we can we can monitor that a little bit more closely. Um, but but you have to decide, I think, on your own. Again, I think we did the responsible thing, even if it wasn't the best for us economically. So Yeah. And, you know, this is um, in terms of it can be high risk for, for people that are uh, older age, 60, 70, 80 years old. But you've got people coming into the gym that are, all kinds of ages and maybe coming, you don't know where they're coming from or who they've interacted with or maybe where they traveled to, right? Correct. And you don't know what they're going home to. You don't know how many are there that are caretakers that might pick something up and take it back. So, uh, again, just the, the, the magnitude of this, the, the incubation period, I think, is 
maybe up to 26 days. So you, you really could come in and, and think nothing's nothing's really happening. And, and by the time you figure it out, who knows where you've passed that along to. So yeah, well, let's shut it down and, and try to try to at least, like I said, put a cap on it. Now, I know you're a Christian as well and, and uh, attend a local church, Cascade Hills. Uh, tell me about, you know, the coronavirus impact is, is impacting churches as well, because I understand, I think your church and maybe many others went to online only services. What are your thoughts on that as it's impacting, you know, our, our faith rituals as well? It is. Um, we, we're, we're doing live stream on church. Um, actually, one of the things that we do as a church is called Love Works, and it was scheduled for next uh, Tuesday, the 24th. And that gives us an opportunity to get out in the community. Um, we can paint someone's home. We can build a playground for a school. But I think there was 60, 60 different organizations, House of Heroes and things like that, that we were going to do work for as a church. And, and we've had to postpone that as well. So not just not just our our, um, our corporate worship, but also our ability to impact the community and show people the face of Jesus. So it's it's tough. And I know it's amazing that we do have the technology now that we didn't have 10 years ago with you know online streaming and our smartphones that everybody has. Um, but do you think that's going to impact um, how people do church? I mean, obviously, they'll maybe be on their couch or, their, or, or even in their bed uh, watching church, but still being able to have that experience? I think it's different when you say in your bed. I remember before I was a Christian— um, Somebody referred to it as a box spring Baptist, which is the people that would sit at home and watch TBS in the mornings <laughs> and, and the faith healer kind of things. But, um, yeah, I think it, it does make it, it makes an impact because it's, again, going back to the ritual, getting into corporate worship is an important part of it. And I think I think community is is part of Christianity. And, and I know people say you can be saved and not go to church, and I believe that absolutely. But I don't believe you can show the face of Christ in your own ring. And do you think this provides... Uh you know, Christians or people of any faith, um, you know, any religious belief and opportunity um, to, you know, kind of um, talk about faith and kind of uh, in, in the light of this being such a stressful, disheartening time with the fear of the unknown. I do. If you have that peace, if if you have the if you have a, I saw um, somebody post today, Philippians four, four through nine, enough said. And that that was all it said. But it, it meant something to me. And it, it tells you that you don't have to be anxious. The peace of God will transcend all this stuff. And if you believe God's in charge, then then God's in charge all the time. This didn't sneak up on him. It's not a secret for him. It's not a shock to him. He's okay, and he knows what we need. He's he's. I could go deep in the amount of times he's bailed me out of things and taken taken control when I thought I had control anyway. But he's in control. We're yeah. good. We're the vi- good. the virus will will end. Uh, we just don't know when. You know? <laughs> exactly. But he yeah. does. Yeah. All There's right. Peace in that. Well, thanks very much, buddy. Sure. Good luck with uh, with online church and, uh, I guess, online gym, at least for now, right? Yeah, at least for two weeks. We'll see what happens. Well, joining us now from New York is four-time World Series champion, baseball legend with the Mets and Yankees, and colorectal cancer survivor, Daryl Strawberry. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's great to be with you. Well, we want to talk about you beating cancer, but first, obviously, in the news right now, the coronavirus pandemic turning our nation upside down. Many major events canceled, including March Madness, even spring training, others postponed. So what are your thoughts on on how COVID-19 is changing the sports world? Well, I'm not a doctor, um, and I I really don't, you know, have a lot to say about that, but I know the most important thing is is our health, and, and we need to continue to talk about our health as uh, as people and, and, and encourage people and hopefully, you know, people understand that getting well is the most important thing. 
Yeah, and the health of fans and baseball players and everything like that. You know, the start of the Major League Baseball season delayed at least two weeks. And you think uh, you know, any more of the season could be in danger? I mean, as a former All-Star yourself? Well, I'm not for sure. You know, like I said, I, you know, I really don't have any um, control over what, you know, what's really going on as we, as we sit here as a nation. And, and we suffer, you know, and we see what's happening to us, you know, from a health standpoint. And, and it, it's, so, it's so critical for all of us to, is to, you know, just take a moment and really understand that, you know, we're, we're dealing with some, you know, really difficult times right now. Yeah, and this is colorectal cancer awareness month estimated there will be 140,000 new cases of it this year alone. So tell us briefly about your story, um, how you beat cancer. Well, it's a miracle, you know, how you beat it. I mean, it's a miracle that one can get through that process. It's a very difficult process. And as I sit here today to encourage, you know, people about um, getting getting tested, early screening is so important, you know, and, you know, this campaign is just is so real and so so touching uh, to to me to be sitting here to be able to talk about it. Let's get checked, you know, because uh, when I look back over over when I was um, dealing with that process of going through colon cancer, uh, I was a major league baseball player and I was I was strong. I was in great physical shape and. You know, when they cut me open, they said, you know, they, they saw why the tumor didn't move because of my abs kept the tumor in one place. Everybody's not going to be that fortunate to be in such healthy shape like I was. Uh, but so that's why it's important that you go and have yourself uh, checked, you know, the most you know, most precious time of your life. You know, we're looking at people, 34 percent, people between 40 and 50 don't believe they're at high risk. And they are, you know, because I was in that same risk. Um, and what I went through, like I said, I, I, I had blood in the stool. You know, when you get to a place like I was, it's a little bit too late, you know, for, for uh, this, this, this campaign here to, to help you. You know, you, you need to uh, be aware that you can, you can go forward and get checked and, and get your, you know, online, online testing and results. And, and, and it costs you 69 bucks. You know, I, I think that's incredible. You know, we're in a credible time where you can, you know, have yourself um, check for your, your physical problems, you know, your, your health problems, you know, colon cancer. And so many people wait too long and it's too late. Uh, so I just hope people will be encouraged, you know, by um, taking the right steps. And keeping up with their health and fitness is such a priority, especially in today's world. So do you think people really know the risks of colon or rectal cancer? And, and you know, why should or when should someone get checked? Well, I don't think people think about it because uh, I, I think they, they, they're too busy and they're in fear and, and, and the cost, you know, the cost is always big. And, you know, that's why I was saying the cost here is $69 and uh, your results come to you at home and uh, you get it online. And uh, I, I think it's a, you know, phenomenal situation for one to take advantage of and, and look at his health because we all need to look at it. And I think we just skip over it. Um, I know I was skipping over all the warning signs that I had and had I, like I said, had I not been in such great shape, uh, I don't know if I'd be sitting here today. Yeah, and as a former pro athlete yourself, you know, how are you, and a cancer survivor, how do you stay fit these days and make sure you're still healthy, you know, and, and staying here with us? Well, you, you consistently get tested. I mean, you know, I go through every five years, you know, I make sure I go back to the doctor and I make sure I get tested. And I think it's important that we stay up on top of our health as we go through so many health crises right now. Is, uh, does, you know, working out or running or anything that maybe you do as a, as a former pro athlete yourself, but also as a cancer survivor that, that maybe can help stay healthy and, and maybe not have the cancer come back? 
Well, I think working out and, and eating right is a big part. But I think the most important thing is to connect with your doctor and, and you, when you go through this process and let him, let him allow to be someone to speak over your life because they know more about it. Let's get checked. You, that's why you need to check yourself because they don't think they're at their risk. They don't think it, it, it's going to affect them. I would encourage people to go get checked. And, you know, it's, it's a good time to, you know, just take time out for yourself and, and think about your health and where you're at. All right. Well, thank you so much, Daryl Strawberry, joining us from New York. And uh, congratulations on uh, beating cancer. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we thank you again to Buddy Dutois and Daryl Strawberry. Uh, honored to talk to him uh, to, for talking to us on this podcast in this kind of world of uncertainty right now with the coronavirus. Uh, Daryl Strawberry talked about how, you know, we need to kind of not trust our gut and ensure that we get ourselves checked for uh, colon and rectal cancer. In fact, they're expected to be about 140,000 new cases of you combine both those. Uh, and then just this year alone, according to the American Cancer Society, excluding skin cancers, colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer diagnosed in both men and women in the U.S. So we got to make sure, especially with all this going on with the, the COVID-19 virus, that we focus on our health as well, mentally and physically, making sure we get checked for different things, and but also avoiding the doctor in the hospital when we can. And hopefully this is all going to be, uh, the smoke's going to clear, and this is going to be better here in a few weeks or at least in a few months. Uh, hopefully before the summer, we pray that it definitely is. Now to our final segments of the Run the Race podcast. Of course, we've got uh, Food for Thought is the first one where we're talking about, the uh, again, the coronavirus impact on uh, being fit and holding on to our faith. Now, this is pretty cool, and you may have seen this already, but a uh, in Spain, you know, much of them are really currently on lockdown. They've really had it uh, horrible there. A lot of people dying from COVID-19. Well, a fitness instructor held class by going up on a roof, leading a workout while folks there participated from their balconies. This is in Seville, Spain. The residents of an entire apartment complex there could not leave their homes due to quarantine from the coronavirus. So that fitness instructor went up there, had a workout class, and there was video that they posted on Instagram of the neighbors uh, joining in from their windows and balconies. So getting creative, really, uh, truly thinking outside of the box. Turning to the uh, faith aspect of things, McClatchy Washington Bureau have an, uh, has an article. It's uh, titled, White House Turns to Faith Groups and Churches for Coronavirus Help. Now, uh, they did not originally, the White House, ask pastors to cancel in-person services last Sunday, but to follow CDC guidelines. Well, some held church last Sunday, but again, many have now canceled since then because the CDC gave that new guidance of of avoiding gatherings of um, 50 or more people. Now, President Trump, just a couple of days ago, saying that that's now down to no more than 10 people for the next 15 days, for the next two weeks. And this mega churches, you know, any churches, it's a big problem. But you're talking about a place like First Baptist Church in Dallas. Pastor Rob Jeffress has 14,000 members. And uh, they, they kind of split up the live audience last weekend. But now 
Um, you know, his church had its highest online attendance. More than 150,000 people tuned in to hear his sermon. Now they're moving to an online-only format to meet what the CDC wants them to do. And social distancing, obviously, you know, churchgoers may not be able to do their typical greeting, like hugs and and the traditions of shaking hands during peace offerings. The Church of Highlands in Birmingham, they're also doing something different, partnering with Assurance Scientific Laboratories, offering drive-through testing for people in Alabama, exhibiting any kind of symptoms associated with the coronavirus. And, um, you know, we all need to laugh when it comes to to this uh, devastating virus that's happening right now. There's a pastor uh, of a Southern Baptist megachurch in Texas, Preston Wood Baptist, this Jack Graham, he told his congregation, we believe in prayer, and we also believe in Purell. You know, that uh, hand sanitizer's uh, been hard to find lately, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's important to use it. Wash your hands more often than you think you need to, and uh, avoid being with lots of people. And if you're sick, definitely stay home. And for the parting gift for this Run the Race podcast episode, I wanted to read to you actually what I put out on uh, Facebook last Thursday morning, so about a week ago. Uh, and this is just some random thoughts I wanted to put out there that, that God kind of placed in my heart because I know that was kind of the, the ramp up of the coronavirus and everything that was happening. So this is what I wrote. There's a lot of fear over the coronavirus and the unknown right now. I get it. A lot of events are being canceled. That's frustrating, but out of my control. What I can do is keep living, pray, and trust God. Instead of panic, it's time to be patient with this process. The focus right now needs to be on health and safety. We don't need to fight about who's to blame. It may look like overreactions, but if precautions need to be made to save lives, so be it. Yes, basketball is paused, but sports will resume. Our nation and economy will survive. Lives are more important. What seems like chaos is only temporary. Have hope. Hug your family. Wash your hands. I'm not scared. I serve a God who is bigger than any virus. And that is still true even a week after I posted that. And uh, we just really need to to focus on uh, helping each other, being kind, and uh, following the uh, the strict health guidelines the, the uh, uh, health officials are telling us because they have our best interest at heart. Closing in prayer now, dear God, thank you uh, again for this opportunity to, to talk about uh, what you can do amidst the crisis and uh, how we need to focus on uh, you, keep our eyes on you and and uh, pray uh, instead of panic and have faith instead of having fear. God, help us to uh, not be anxious or upset about what's going on right now in our world that we can do whatever we can do to help and to really um, stay positive and to um, use this as an opportunity to spread your word, to talk about you, Jesus, and to to not fear. Uh, but Lord God, we know that you have everything under control. We pray for all those affected by the coronavirus right now, whether they maybe been infected or have family or loved ones that have been. Some have, have lost people uh, that have died. Um, thousands of people have died across the world because of this. And we, we pray that it does not spread fast. We pray that, Lord God, that the, the things that are being done right now uh, in terms of social distancing will flatten the curve across the U.S. and the world and that we will not have uh, even more massive pandemic than we already have now. And we know that you can make that happen uh, with your supernatural healing powers. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this kind of special edition of the Run the Race podcast as we, again, focused on the coronavirus and the impact on fitness and faith. 
and uh, um, we'll see what the next few weeks and months holds. But if you have any questions or anything like that, make sure to uh, um, send them you know, to me uh, via um, email, jdennis at wtvm.com or go to the Jason Dennis WTVM Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages. And you can also uh, listen to any past podcasts. I know you, you've got, uh, there's a lot going on in terms of, you know, being at home and, and uh, maybe you're bored watching Netflix or, or anything else. <laughs> but if, so if you want to catch up and listen to the past 17 or 18 episodes of the run the race podcast, go to WTVM.com slash podcast. They're all there. Tell your friends about it, uh, write a review And we'd love to continue this journey with you as uh, we uh, focus on uh, being uh, well physically, mentally, and spiritually in the midst of COVID-19. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless.